Hey everybody, it's your favorite mercenary with a mouth, Jeremy Greer, here to tell you that the best way to support the show is by going to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. A couple of dollars a month will bring you all kinds of podcasts, all kinds of cool benefits, and it supports this show. This one episode, Gary and I got together, we wanted to make a star-studded, a packed episode to go with this really great movie, Deadpool 1. I'm not going to talk anymore. Please enjoy this episode. I'm Jeremy Greer. There's no need to take a stand, for it was I who chose to start. And I'm Gary Butterfield. I see no need to take me home. I'm Cole Ross. I'm William Hughes. I'm Nick Wobber. I'm Chris Mosier. I'm Dennis Furia. I'm Merkel. I'm Autumn. I'm Jake Lionheart. Hello, I'm Ryan Reynolds. And this is Days of Future Cast, and today we're going to break the fourth fucking wall, Gary. Are you ready? Yeah. I don't really know yeah. how you do that on a podcast. Like, do we, what do we do? We, do we well, talk usually to iTunes? we just talk to each other, but now we're talking to the audience. Oh, well, fuck so. those guys. I'd rather talk to you. <laughs> the, um, the classic, that classic Wade Wilson whip coming right out of J.G. Greer. Dick Zinga. Dick Zinga. <laughs> Badong chimichangas. If you, it's uh, time for a Chaco Taco. I'm Deadpool. If you can't tell, we're going to be talking about the first Deadpool movie today. Uh, I'm excited about this. Mm-hmm. This movie is a lot. I thought after watching Deadpool 2 that uh, like I was going to not like Deadpool 1 as much. And uh, the opposite is true. Mm-hmm. It's done that Thor 3 thing where it made me like Thor 1 better because I've seen Thor 3. So oh. uh, this is, yeah, I think I, this is a really fun movie. I think it is fun as well. I think I think it's no Deadpool two, but I also think that Deadpool two is precedent on this. Like you couldn't have just gone straight to Deadpool two. No, not at all. You know, in a way, like maybe you could have gone straight to Thor three. You know, like if it's just like ah, uh, you know, if he had appeared, if those characters had appeared in other movies, mm-hmm. you know, didn't have a starring thing. You know, th- this is this is foundational for that. And you know, just getting it out up front is I don't like Deadpool as a character very much uh, in the comics at the very least. Like I like both these movies a lot. Uh, I could do without him more or less entirely in the comics. Like I know there are good stories that he's been in, but something about this kind of like motor mouth quippy ness that he does in comics, like it doesn't work for me. It seems and to bring, I, I don't uh, think it's funny, bring the worst out in a lot of writers. Like it's like, Oh, wait, it's time to get super funny. <laughs> I've been waiting on an opportunity yeah. to do this. All right. <laughs> like bringing out the and, joke books from 1998 and just putting the word yeah, shit in yeah. them every once in a while. Uh, yep. Entire, you know, just like, you're, you know, you good little, good little shit monkeys and stuff. You know, th- saying like little phrases like that, and it, it starts feeling like he's always felt a little Invader Zim to me. I can, I can go with you on that. I, uh, you know? I, I was going to ask you about this because, uh, you know, this movie had not a troubled history, but like Ryan Reynolds was trying to get this movie going for a long, long time until it finally clicked and happened. Uh, and I 
throughout this process, I would hear people get excited, like, oh my God, they finally did it. There's going to be a Deadpool movie. They signed the contract. I'm like, dude, I do not give a fuck. <laughs> like, I just don't mm-hmm. care. There's no way they could make this movie good. And if they happen to like it, then bonus points for me, I get to watch a good movie. Uh, and I think that was probably the best way to experience this because it's, it, you know, when it finally came out, it was, it's good. It's funny. It's legit. Like, it's, it tells yeah. this origin story well. It builds up a pretty good supporting cast of characters. Like, all of this stuff is good. Yeah, all all of that is actually true. Like, I was very surprised. I this was coming out, and I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be this is gonna be garbage." And then it started getting good reviews. And I was seeing a girl uh, at the time who was like, "Hey, do you want to go see that movie?" And she wasn't really into superhero shit, but I was like, "Yeah." Like, you know, I would I probably would have said yes to almost anything. Like, just like let's just go see a movie. You know, who gives a shit? Um, early on, like, it just I just want to be out. And I was just like pleasantly surprised going into it, expecting it to be garbage really helped it. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, yeah. like I, I was just like, <laughs> this is going to be so dumb. Like I don't, I was, I understand being happy for Ryan Reynolds because if you want something this badly, you know, like that badly and you get it and you get a shitty version of it before, like the fact that he had to be the shitty Deadpool from Wolverine. Oh yeah. Um, You know, the fact that this redeems that it's like, it's kind of cool. You know, it's kind of cool for that dude. I, I kind of get it. I don't have any specific affection for him but i'm you know i can understand just in a general sense why that's good um so i, I didn't you know it, i can understand why it was going to be good and then actually just i think it's kind of a good movie like it's it's not laugh out loud funny but the the jokes happen enough frequency that the you you can still laugh even if you don't find most of them funny and then the actual like plot of it is is a pretty interesting superhero plot i think while being really breezy sure like not a lot happens um it, it is a, a a really really kind of accelerated plot yeah, we have um, our, I mean, really, we have a an action scene, we have an origin story, and then we have a second action scene. And there's some yep. con- there's some connective tissue in between, but that's really, like, the pretty much the extent of the movie, which I can appreciate. This is a 90-minute movie, right? Like, it's... it's Yeah, yeah, it goes by, it goes by so quick. Man, I, I, yeah. I love me some 90-minute movies. Let me tell you what. Like, that's, that's some of oh, my... Like, every time I turn on a movie and I want to watch, like, I'm sitting down on the couch and I watch a movie and I'm like, oh, I've been excited about this. Oh, it's two hours and 45 minutes. And I'm like, oh, man. Like, yeah, yeah, It's not that Tough I don't have stuff, man. the attention span, but, you know it's a commitment that's a huge commitment of time <laughs> like so you say you say it's not that you don't have the attention span but do that shit without your phone and we'll see oh we'll i was just trying to i was just I, trying to like, pass it off gary i do not have that attention span anymore <laughs> yeah no that's what i was gonna say like i i like to think that too and this is one of the resolution i've made for myself is uh rather than being like a human being who exists in society and like i'm an adult and i can sit down and watch a movie nope i'm no longer fighting it like if 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 i'm watching something and it's not holding my attention enough like not look at my phone i'm looking at my fucking phone uh you know it is it is okay i don't i do not mind you know 90 minutes is about how long i want anything to be yep and the uh you know i will look at i even i've become the guy who goes to uh if it's a movie theater and i can do it without being disruptive like if i can be in the back seat and it's elevated oh gary no like i will like look at my phone on dark mode during boring parts of movies in a theater yeah, I can't. And I know that I, makes me a monster to some it, people. It I does. I, I now consider you a yeah. monster and will be ending this podcast. Like, there's, there's just. A- I'm the monster of the week. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's me. It's the um, monster in my podcast. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm the monster in the podcast. The one who looks at his phone in movies sometimes. And not always. It's just for like movies that just, you know, if, it's just, if I'm not that into it, you know, I'm into it enough to finish watching the movie, but not into it enough to like, sometimes I'll do that. When we, uh, just, when uh, my company got together and had a team building day, which meant well, we went mm-hmm. to lunch and then saw Infinity War, we, uh, cool. we, I accidentally, I was the one booking the tickets and I booked it at, at a, at a tiff- <laughs> you're the Avengers of faucets or whatever the fuck you do. Yeah, 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 exactly right. Yeah, the, yeah. the Avengers of, of water utility supplies. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> my power is cheap margins. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I booked the tickets at the at, a, at the wrong theater. I just and they weren't they were pretty oh, close okay. to each other or whatever. But I just booked tickets and I wasn't really paying attention. And um, so we went to this theater that we don't normally go to, and it was a hell of a lot nicer than the normal one. And you literally could not see anybody in the in the rows beneath you. Like could not, the way that they had it staggered, unless you were like six foot nine and leaning over, mm. you could not see. So, because that's the thing that bugs me is if I'm sitting in a theater and like somebody five rows down below me has an iPhone, incredible oh. XS, and I, now all of a sudden I can read their Facebook message messages. Like, oh yeah, I, I don't want I don't want to see that at all. And I realize you're not you're not doing that. You're in the back row. Like, no, I, I go back row. Yeah, yeah. But it's just it's just like it's one of those things of like, man, we really just need more theaters that are super nice like this, so I can overpay yeah. for tickets and popcorn. Yeah, protect uh, protect people from each other. If they're not going to live in society, change society. <laughs> Pay fourteen you know? dollars <laughs> for a daiquiri. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The um, but anyway, so like that was you know I saw it, and then the second one came out, which I'm looking forward to covering. It'll be a ways down the road. Um, but this does that the setup work for the second one, which is just an X Men movie. Yes. Um, uh-huh. you know, we talked about that. That is a straight up like it has a team. It deals with the lore. It makes fun of X Men movies in a really fun way. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one does that a little bit too. And that's one of the reasons like those jokes land for me, like everything that is making fun of the X-Men making fun of Wolverine or Colossus or something like that. I am the audience for, uh, so it kind of has like a minimum, you know, it, it, some guaranteed jokes land. Yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Um, if you're curious, I just got to squirt my dog in the face with the water bottle because he was barking yeah. so much. So I just wanted you to know that that just happened to Avon. Pocket can now jump onto uh, the kitchen table, uh-huh. and uh, he he is trying to get you know just things on there. And then it's only a matter of time before he can get on the kitchen counter, which uh, you know is sometimes has like a knife on it. Sure. So I'm one of my goals for today between recording and band practice is to uh, find a place where I can get a squirt gun. And start, you know, join you in the the pet squirting. Uh, <laughs> Roll that back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. Squirting, squirtypets.com <laughs> slash duckfeet TV. Gushing pets dot <laughs> duckfeet dot slash gushing gushing critters. Uh, um, yeah, that's yeah. bad. Uh, that's what I want. Rosie has has crawled on our coffee table, and uh, now she does it. Mm. Anytime we leave the room, she tries to obtain one thing and hide it from us. That's this is a new game. <laughs> so uh, she actually, and this is a, this is very meta. Uh, she actually grabbed the squirt bottle that we had there to protect it <laughs> and chewed the top of it off in some sort of weird, you know, <laughs> defense of whatever. But yeah, so now we're only down. To, yeah, we're is. down to one squirt bottle instead of two. Ah, <sighs> yeah, well, you have the backup. Little did she know. <laughs> I had it, bud. I had it. Uh, yep. I don't remember why we were talking about gushing pets, but uh, yeah, this because it's hot, dude. It's <laughs> <this is> extremely <laughs> warm outside. <laughs> the um, <sighs> the other thing about this movie is is some of the supporting characters. Uh, I don't I don't know if you like. I don't know if if you're a, a what's her name Marina Baccarin fan, um, Baccarin fan. His his girlfriend mm. in the movie Vanessa. But I've been a big fan of hers for as long as I can remember. Like I watched her in Firefly, I watched her in that weird lizard alien thing that was on Fox for a few for a few seasons. Like I, I really like this chick, so having her in it was also a bonus. I think she's she holds her own against Ryan Reynolds' kind of crazy wackiness in this in a way that I did not expect. Um, she she's really good in this, but I didn't know her from anything other than Firefly. Okay, which uh, as a certified pylon uploading brown coat, uh, <laughs> the like I like that show, but I'm also like, eh, you know, she's sure. good. Uh, yeah. I've done the thing where I've ruined Firefly by watching Cowboy Bebop. So <laughs> Firefly, yeah, I used I get, to like I Firefly, and now like I watch Cowboy Bebop, and I'm like, oh, 
this is what Joss Whedon got all of this from. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, good, good. You, you can you can ruin Firefly a lot really easily by paying attention to Joss Whedon as well. The, um, you can ruin a know. lot of stuff by paying attention to Joss Whedon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I went on a, on a really mediocre kind of shitty date uh, with a girl, and somehow it came up. Like I tend to, in some ways, at some point, disclose the fact that I'm like a huge nerd. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want someone to like end up at my apartment and see a bunch of video game plushies and be shocked. You know, I want them to know, and it's like also like how I do my job and stuff. And she's like, "Oh, like I'm a nerd, man. I own I own Firefly," and said it in this way that it was rare and cool. You know, I guess. And, mm-hmm. and then I'm not trying to like dismiss this person, you know, for that. I'm not trying to gatekeep, like, "Oh, that's your nerd, Fred." It was more just a really weird thing to say. You know, it's more than anything, and it was bad for lots of reasons. She lied about smoking. Like she didn't. She said that she didn't smoke on on the the internet profile and did. Oh, that's weird. Why would you lie about something like that? Like yeah, this, you know. Oh, you know, I, I did. I did watch my mom slowly crumble over the course of six years from that. But it's cool, you know. Like I, you know, that's not going to be a thing I care about. Well, I was when I was, my mom drowned in her lungs because of that. But no, please, you know, do do your thing. Like when I created uh, my profile, it was uh, I'd, I'd quit and then I started again the next day. And I just didn't really feel the need to update it. That's the way that. Goes. That's what I. That was my. I was trying to be kind, and I thought that was going to be the case. But mm-hmm. then she said, "It's like no, I just don't really put it on there because people don't like it." I'm like, "Well, no shit." Yeah, yeah. That's you why. Know? That's why it's we live a in a thing. society. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the reason yeah. you should put it on there. That uh, yeah. the, like the, you, the nerd sci-fi stuff. I was watching uh, Party Down recently, mm-hmm. and uh, it's there's an episode where the catering company has to uh, cater to a porn event, like a porn award ceremony. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know how much Firefly you've seen, or not Firefly Party Down you've seen, but uh, I've, I've seen the whole show. But it it was when it first came out on DVD, so sure, I don't yeah. remember all the details. Um, so the guy, the kind of nerd scriptwriter uh, in that show, is is kind of talking to this uh, like washed up porn actress. Uh, and she's like, oh yeah, I'm in, I'm into sci-fi. And he's like, oh really? What are you into? And she's like, well, what I'm really into is dragons. And like, you could tell he's just seething uncontrolled. Like he just can't <laughs> stop himself. He's really wants to have sex with this depressed porn star, but he's like, he can't help himself. He's like, no, no dragons are fantasy. And she's like, whatever, yeah. man, I'm, I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> also I, random, random, just because I, we, we brought it up. Stormy Daniels is in that episode of party now. <laughs> there she goes. You <laughs> know? Fucking weird, man. She's super weird. She, uh, once, once she became, you know, a thing, uh, in the national discourse, she shows up in porn ads before porn I watch sometimes. Oh, good. Good. Like now it's like her star has never stopped rising. The, um, yeah, I've been, I've been rewatching. I'm almost done with a, a rewatch and part, parts of our first watch of Parks and Rec. I thought you were and, about uh, to Adam say, Scott's, you've been, been oh, rewatching oh, oh. Stormy yeah. Daniels porn. <laughs> yeah. Like I used I've to watch it when I was 13. It. I'm looking for clues. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh i have to save this democracy resist the uh no i've been been watching uh parks and rec and uh adam scott's like dork humor you know that kind of like dragons are not actually fantasy oh yeah stuff yeah. is is landing for every time where he's like game of thrones isn't a fantasy show it's a human show in a fantasy setting i'm not gonna let it and, bother like every time me. he says okay, some shit like that it actually bothers me <laughs> yeah yeah that's very funny to me super good um so any, any whole deadpool let's, <laughs> yeah. let's get into it here sure the uh yeah. Uh, so this is the uh, here's the, the brief synopsis for everyone. Uh, this is the origin story of a former special forces operative turned mercenary, Wade Wilson, uh, who, after being subjected to a rogue experiment that leaves him with accelerated healing powers, adopts the alter ego of Deadpool. Armed with his new abilities and dark, twisted sense of humor, Deadpool hunts down the man who nearly destroyed his life. Uh, he is not a special forces operative, really, in this. Like, they t- there's one line that refers to it where they say dishonorable discharge. Yeah, but that's that's it's, really uh, it's yeah. more he's a thug. He is just a a, a a thug for hire. Is is what he's yep. doing. Um, this was di- um, directed by Tim Miller, written by Rhett Reese, Paul Wernick. 
Uh, mm-hmm. There's a slew of writing credits because the way that movies are done nowadays, everybody has to get credit. So, you know, people that created Angel Dust have to make, have to make sure yeah. they get credit. Got to get your credit in there, don't you, Jeff Johns? That's yeah, if you don't have enough Jeff shit Jones. going on. <laughs> well, or you get somebody like uh, Grant Morrison getting, uh, you know, for the Negasonic Teenage Warhead, who is uh, a one-panel character. You're a one-page character in Grant Morrison's X-Men. Yep. It's one of the characters who died when Genosha got destroyed. Uh, they just took the name. Yeah, they just like the name because the name is dope as hell. So, yep, yeah, great. Uh, the cast in this is really good. Like, I think I think everybody's good. The one thing I would say is that the the main villain guy, who is he was definitely like hateable and stuff, but he's kind of just looks like generic. Like we couldn't get Jason Statham, so we got this guy. Yeah, you know, a little bit. And, and I have some problems with this dude's character overall, but it, I don't really care that much because they don't focus on the villain. Like he's not being a villain unless Deadpool is in the room with him, which I think is really yeah. He's good. not really a character. Yeah, yeah. He's just kind of a. Well, that's that's because time doesn't really pass in the movie. Like you, <laughs> you know, you mentioned we talked about how short it is. Like the non-flashback parts of this movie take place over the course of about forty-five minutes. Yeah, there's not a lot going you know? on. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, there's not a lot of movement in it. It's really just a by the numbers origin story. And in some ways, I think that like helps the pace of it. You know, like this is, this is an origin story, but every other, uh, superhero movie, they have to do the origin plus, mm-hmm. you know, this is the origin plus, like, let's get over that origin. Yeah. You know, like this, this kind of thing, this is the, the movie, the arc is Deadpool, like facing the person who turned him into Deadpool, essentially. And they just get rid of that immediately. It's not like the you know it's not like somebody who's just going to keep showing up in future movies as a nemesis. Thank you God. know because I could not stand yeah, the yeah, Ajax totally. as like a long term villain of this at all. He wouldn't work. You know they they just they just dismiss it completely. We just have to tell you what happened and establish the characters. And in some ways, like that makes it you know it is a, it is a very simple movie. Um, but it, I think that works. I think that's the smart approach for this character. I, um, I, I do too. Yeah. And again, I don't really care about the villain in this. Uh, I do want to talk a little bit about Colossus. They they made mm-hmm. the uh, kind of bold choice, I think, to make Colossus a completely CGI character. You never see Colossus mm-hmm. in his human form. Uh, because of that, I read that they did, could not get the previous Colossus from the X Men movies back. He said, like, if I'm, either I'm going to be Colossus or I'm going to be, or I'm not. Like, I'm not going to be a voice for a CGI character. Mm-hmm. Which, holy shit, does that does that work for this movie? Because they leaned into this Russian thing, and it is so fucking funny and good. Like, Colossus yeah. is so awesome in this. Yep, the, the and he just like he looks pretty good mm-hmm. like he's all cgi and this is actually weirdly good cgi like i think that he doesn't look like he doesn't exist in the same world the same way you know that he could have the movie is like relatively low budget right like other than colossus you know there's only a few different sets there's you know there's stunts and such but it is it does lean on cgi it doesn't feel like it is you know breaking the bank on that stuff and it feels like a significant amount of the money just went into colossus and making him look right yep and he does um, and that, you know, this meaning that he doesn't show up in later X-Men movies because this is the established part, you know, the established Colossus, you know, the next movie firmly puts this kind of in the X-Men movies, yes. you know, in, in a way, mm-hmm. uh, or not in a way, just hands down. Um, and I'm fine with that. Like if we just get him as a supporting character in Deadpool movies is, and it's this funny version of the character, I'm not against that. Yeah, that's the that's a that's a that's what happens when comic book guys or comic book people have their their favorite characters is they they want to see a whole movie or a whole thing dedicated on them and like we probably like I'm just trying to think of the Colossus one shots that I've read none of those have probably been that great <laughs> like I know the ones no, like Colossus no, no. books are have never been super interesting or great he's a great supporting character though like that's and he works real well in this too because he is such a, a stuck up old fart compared to Deadpool's ultra wackiness and then of course Negasonic Teenage 
Warheads, you know, kind of teen sullenness, and it all works yeah, extre- stream extremely well together. It's a really fun ensemble. Yes, you know, and and the uh, they're just using Colossus as kind of you know comic relief, but also as just a stand-in for what the X Men believe in, and it's not totally against his character. Like him being a true believer is true of him at certain points mm-hmm. in his continuity. Not true of him all the time, but at certain points, and he this is a great way to use him. It's not like they couldn't have done, you know. Like they couldn't have done Cyclops for this because Cyclops needs to be in the X Men movies. It has to it had to be Cyclops or Colossus or like Nightcrawler or something like that. Somebody who believes in Xavier but isn't so important to the main movies. Yeah, someone who is who is a you got it hook line and sinker who is a you know yep. a, an evangelist for Xavier's own brand of X Men and the world the world saving and all of that bullshit. Mm-hmm. True believer. <clears throat> so he's he's great. I, I love the uh, the introduction of him. Um, I didn't. I went in this movie not knowing anything mm-hmm. about it which has been my thing. And I was surprised when he showed up. I did not know Colossus was in this movie. Ah. And that was such a joy. Oh, I can imagine that being so. great. I had seen the previews. So yeah. like they had, they had spent some, some of their, some of their funny cash on the previews already. So I'd seen some of that mm. stuff. Um, just like with Deadpool two, I watched like a brief trailer and it was like one of the funniest parts of the movie. And I was like, Oh, okay, well I guess I'll yeah. see that in <laughs> yeah. two weeks. <laughs> Thanks everybody. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this, uh, this starts off. Um, I'm glad you have a note of this. Like I love seeing the old Marvel comic book. Yes. Mm-hmm. intro as opposed to the new one that is about the uh, cinematic universe what's uh, uh what's cool too is if you watch modern uh tv marvel stuff this still has the old marvel so like watching cloak and dagger on uh hulu has the the comic book intro or all of the netflix mm-hmm. stuff has the comic book intro that i've seen recently so i like that yeah i like it a lot better than the you know, the weird <laughs> video hulk diving towards a v for some reason <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean don't get me wrong i like to dive towards oh. a v every once in a while like i'm a, I'm, I'm a man but <laughs> but yeah i mean I, I've, I've read your your gushing pets account <laughs> profile information like i understand the um the but yeah the the uh it, it's just much better mm-hmm. um starts with that and we're starting out with our opening thing it's this the still shot of this you know this fight scene that is going to be a big part of the middle of the movie um with the you know this kind of like goofy credits listing the self-aware thing that you know you can do with deadpool you know his his whole thing in the comics other than just being you know smart ass as he knows he's in a comic uh, and that, that's his whole thing. He talks about being in a comic. He talks about comic book rules, things like that. They would later do this, uh, like turn that up to like 11 with Gwenpool. Yep. Who is my understanding of that character is just that that is the entirety of her superpower is that she's read the, you know, official handbook to the Marvel universe, um, which is dope as hell. That's a great idea. Um, but Deadpool knows this stuff. So of course it's going to be the credits are going to be kind of meta. There's a bunch of kind of, and not all that stuff lands for me. Like this kind of goofy part where the self-aware making fun of itself, you know, honest trailers kind of thing doesn't like make me laugh you know yeah it's um, it's it's different right like i think that's the it sets the tone for this movie more than anything it does yeah. you, you expect to see one of these and then for it to go away and then as everything is unfolding as we get this kind of weird slow-mo thing happening and all, you see all of these different like weird cuts like you know deadpool's crotch in the middle of a dude's face and somebody being burned by a cigarette lighter or whatever uh it just keeps going you know a hot chick a cgi character writers that were probably high or, or whatever it is yeah yeah it doesn't it does it's like you said something really like where it's not laugh out loud funny but it kind of stays funny and that's that's definitely in that wheelhouse for me it's just like yeah it's, it's yeah. doing a lot of different jokes yeah yeah, and it's over an ironic music usage, which is a big thing for this this franchise. It's over "Just Call Me Angel" in the morning. Um, so continues through that, um, and then we cut to uh, Deadpool in the back of a cab. Yep, um, and he immediately starts talking to the camera because that's that's his thing. Yeah, he puts gum on the camera lens. 
And I like this thing yeah. where uh, he's he's going to talk to the cab driver, Dopender. Dopender is going to become a, basically like a sidekick to Deadpool, uh, which I think is really, really good and really funny. Like I'm, I always think of uh, Constantine's sidekick that just the only reason he was a Constantine's mm-hmm. sidekick is because he had a taxi and Constantine didn't drive. <laughs> like, yeah. He had no superpowers. Like he wasn't really learned in the occult. He just had a car. And so Constantine was yeah. like, yeah, yeah, man, you're, you're my buddy now. Let's go <laughs> drive me to the exorcist. Superpower in this modern world. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Dopinder has a whole thing where he is in love with this woman, but uh, his cousin, who is much more handsome and much more debonair than him, is uh, is has stolen her. And of course, Deadpool yep. gives some really, really great advice on this. Yeah, and and that's one of the things. So, like the things I like about Deadpool as the character, and again, this is in the movie, not in the comics. But there's a little bit of like Charlie Day's character, and it's always sunny to him, mm-hmm. where like he. The, the the essential irony of the character is this juxtaposition between uh like being a real violent monster, but then also being really, really tender and vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And that's like the thing that they play for comic effect. So, you know, he's on his way to get this revenge and stuff. But of course, this buddy needing, you know, some advice is worth, you know, that's a, that's a crisis. Yeah. You know, and yeah, he treats it as such. Like, I got to help this guy out. We also you know? get the, and, uh, and, the reveal of Deadpool's face. Uh, yeah. I, I want to talk about this here because it's going to come up a lot uh, towards the middle of the movie. They they do fuck up his face like his his whole the way that he gets his mutant powers is you know he gets tortured for, for them to you know come come to life or what have you, um and that torture leaves him totally disfigured and his healing power can't make him normal again. They I don't know if it's just that Ryan Reynolds is the most handsome dude in the world, but like even his fucked up face looks really handsome to me throughout this movie. Like it's not <laughs> it's not fucked up a whole lot. You know what I'm saying? Like he looks like he's just yeah. got some scars, but it's not terrible I don't, can you work with me can you go with me on that because me and autumn like watch this and we're like i mean he's not that bad <laughs> the uh no i can't okay the, <laughs> you think he's super <laughs> no, gross looking like i mean I, he just looks kind of like a normal dude that just went through some shit every once in a while nah, I, I, I maybe it's just a sensitivity to like burn victim looking mm-hmm. but he looks like a burn victim to me uh which which I, I do get grossed out by like you can still recognize you know ryan reynolds under there but i think it looks pretty gross interesting i didn't mean yeah. like, the scene especially where he stalks vanessa uh, on the streets and she's like uh, totally ashamed about who he is and we're like he looks fine he looks like ryan reynolds yeah. he looks like a shitty ryan reynolds which is better than 90 percent of the world <laughs> like, <laughs> it's good uh, i'll take a copy of ryan reynolds over a uh, an original of you know say gary butterfield the um yeah the uh, I I get your point mm-hmm. you know I, they could have gone further with it I think in in the comics it's supposed to be further than that too you know yes just like something about seeing it there they need to make him recognizable as Ryan Reynolds and you can't erase that much hands on this entirely you know it didn't have to spoil it for me but I understand your point there's a really sure. good scene in the comics because uh, Deadpool and Hawkeye had a run together. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm, I haven't read all of that, but my understanding is that it's very good. Uh, and there's a scene where um, who is like mini Hawkeye, the chick, Katie something. Uh, Hawkeye, Katie Bishop, Katie Bishop. Uh, she she sees Deadpool and is like, oh, man, that's such a great costume. And he's like, uh, and she's like, oh, shit, just freaks the fuck out about it. <laughs> um, so this is where we get a cut to the guy that the villain of the movie. This is Ajax doing some like. This is so, such a weird non sequitur in this movie. I guess it's just here to prove that Ajax is a mutant because he's like uh, selling these weapons to some rando Russian looking guy. And the mm. guy's like, I want more weapons. And Ajax is like, no. And he's like, oh, no, I'm definitely going to get more weapons. And Ajax like grabs him by the neck and lifts him up. And the guy's like, oh, never mind. I don't need any more weapons anymore. Bye. And that's and that's yeah. the scene. <laughs> yeah, it, it's pretty generic. He is extremely generic evil. <laughs> he's a generic dude. Yeah. yeah. Fucking mutant. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
so they uh he gets out of the cab um you know he doesn't carry money on him because he doesn't he doesn't pay because it'd be pretty weird for him to do that's another thing that's like i think part of this character is that he does normal everyday things up to a line you know it's weird that he's surreal he's in this costume taking a cab with all these guns in general you know but then it would be weird if he pulled out a little deadpool wallet and paid with some deadpool bucks like he you know he he just can't I can't afford it. I could see him paying with Deadpool bucks more than Pat. Deadpool bucks. Yeah, Deadpool. I bet you that happens at some point. Yeah, more than I can see um, him paying with real money. So, yeah. Um, but he gets out and he starts uh, kind of talking to the camera, and explaining uh, his his origin and origin and how he got this movie. Um, and one of the things, you know, again, the the way that this. I'm sorry, my kitten is being a real piece of. Okay, pocket. Okay, okay, you can go. Um, the uh, but the way that one of the things that works in this movie is they'll sometimes they'll follow up a a joke that I don't like, you know, with a joke that I do. Mm-hmm. So when he's talking to the camera, he's like, "I know what you're asking. Like, whose balls did I have to fondle to get this movie?" And I'm like, "Okay, Kevin Smith in 1997. Like, you know, I, I get this joke." And he says he it rhymes with Wolverine, <laughs> and that it being in universe. Like it makes that joke work for me. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, you like, know, the, like it wasn't it wasn't like a you know a movie exec. It was the character Wolverine that pulled these strings it, right. to get him a movie. If he had done the same thing with Xavier, I would have been all about it too. Like oh yeah yeah yeah. I, yeah. Had, I had to suck Charles Xavier off, and yeah, he does go that way. <laughs> or some yeah, shit like exactly. That. Yeah. Um. The, you know, whenever it's making fun of that, and when it's making fun of the movies, like it works for me as well. You know, when it you know the movie versions of of. Hugh Jackman and stuff. Like when the second one specifically starts talking about Hugh Jackman and stuff. So one of my all time favorite funny. favorite jokes in in both movies, and this is getting ahead to the second movie, but I love when Cable comes back and explains his origin. He says, That's pretty dark. Are you sure you're not from the DC extended universe? <laughs> I fucking love that joke. It's so good, man. <laughs> it's just really good. It's really funny. Yeah. Yeah. So this is gonna kick um, off our, our big action scene. Uh this is mm. you know, they're on a freeway of some kind. Uh Deadpool is chasing down Ajax, the the most boring villain in the world, uh through a series of like dudes in cars. Uh realizes he doesn't have any bullets left, so has to do a kind of a bullet countdown. So every time he shoots, he's counting down from twelve, I think, uh, or fifteen. Mm. And so he has to make every shot count, and of course it doesn't, and there's some this leads to some funny moments like him using the last bullet to kill three people because he shoots three people yeah. in the head. Uh all of this all of the action scenes and stuff in this are so well filmed and well good. Like they're just exciting. Yeah, yeah. It's like that. It's real fun. It's like that time in um, the Winter Soldier when Bucky slams his head hand through the windshield and just pulls off the steered wheel of the car. You're like, holy shit, what's going to happen next? Yeah, yeah. Like, I felt like almost everything in this movie is like that, where you just like, holy shit, anything could happen at this point. It's it's kind of dependent on that too. You know, like it, it's a this, this has to function as an action movie, and weirdly enough, like as a as a movie with two action scenes in it, really. Um, this is by far the more successful one, I think, than the climax one. The more traditional one at the end where everybody kind of pairs off. Yeah. Uh, feels a lot worse than this one. This one where it's him versus them and they're just using guns, which is usually the opposite of what I want. Like, I want to see cool power shit. I think they do this one much better in this movie. Yeah. Um, Deadpool has always been like my, my, my healing, my healing power is my mutant power, right? Like that. But so, but yep. I'm still going to use a bunch of guns and swords. By the way, the movie never explains where Deadpool gets swords. And thank you so much for not bothering to go to any kind of bullshit with that. <laughs> I don't need to see some sort of like blessing ceremony or any, I don't need to, I don't need Deadpool to go to the top of a mountain. I just like that. He probably picked up some katanas somewhere. and was like, yep, these are my swords now. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Replica swords. Mm-hmm. You know, unless you know, they could have made a joke about it and it would have been fine, but I'm glad that they don't take that seriously. Uh, at all while this fight scene is going on the news is reporting it and uh back at the at the xavier mansion at the x mansion colossus is just having a little bit of cereal in the morning which in in his metal form which cracks me up for some reason (laughs) (laughs) like Um, what what kind of what kind of are you you're using adamantium spoons with that like come on mm -hmm. (laughs) he's gonna destroy those spoons 
Yeah, the, the the domestic life of X Men is one of my favorite things, and one of like I love this this because uh, when when the cartoon, you know, we always talked about how great it was when the X Men were in the kitchen, mm-hmm. you know, for any, for any moment. Um, the actual X Men movies are so serious; they never do this shit. You know, like of course they eat breakfast. Yeah. You know, and, and both of these Deadpool movies have been focusing on the domestic side of of the X Men because they can't afford uh, to know. get any of the powers and stuff. <laughs> so it and has they, they to take, be. Yeah. You know, they take that part and they make it into an advantage, you know, rather than just cutting to a training sequence or something like that. You know, it's funnier if they just, they cut the air out of it. Um, so he, he goes to go, he sees Deadpool. Apparently there's this history. I'm glad that we don't really get a bunch of history on that either. He gets Negasonic, uh, Negasonic Teenage Warhead, uh, this young goth girl to go with him and, uh, go essentially he's trying to save Deadpool's soul. Yeah. He wants yeah. him to be a hero. He wants him to join the X-Men. Uh, yep. we don't know any of any of the history there and I'm with you that I'm glad that we don't have to get some you know, a memory within a memory of why they're meeting for the first time. I just like, I think anybody who's watching this is like, okay, yeah, I get it. Like, I understand mm-hmm. that. And if you don't, you don't really need to either. You could just be like, oh, this guy's trying to help him. So it works in both, both, both ways, I guess. So we, we get back uh, to Deadpool and things get worse. Like a bunch of guys with automatic weapons show up, you know, just to kill him. Um, and they're, you know, they, sh- they shoot out his legs. He ends up behind a car and uh, he starts doing, you know, essentially a variation on that, like that old pirate joke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. about you know i wear red because uh i don't want to show the blood that guy over there wears you know that guy knows he's wearing brown pants yeah. you know uh as he's counting down these bullets and I, I like this too because this is something to do with wolverine a lot where you, they could just let him get shot and get hurt which you can't really yeah. do that with cyclops or gene because they don't have extraordinarily healing healing powers. Be a weird, really weird movie if they did <laughs> did you see that trailer for x-men 3 that's all it was with cyclops getting yeah, shot over and over shot. <laughs> Yeah, Phoenix bullets. It was the, uh, the testicle uh, scene from uh, that one James Bond movie, except Cyclops is there yep, for some over reason. Over and over. You're going to pulverine those balls, aren't you, Cyclops? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he continues, you know, this doesn't stop him. He continues to, to shoot guys and stuff. He can't find uh, Francis. Slash you know? Ajax. Yeah, the, the, there's yeah. a running joke of uh, Deadpool calling this dude Francis for the entire movie, which I think is fun. Yeah, which I like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so eventually he says, you know, he starts talking to, he's talking to the audience. He can't find this guy. And he says, you know, you think that you're, you're, uh, finding a, you're, you're watching a superhero movie. I'm not a superhero. This is not a superhero movie. It's a love story. And we go back to, you are first kind of flashback. Yeah. Here. So this is Ryan Reynolds, uh, before he, before he was disfigured, uh, delivering mm-hmm. our, uh, and well, we, I guess we don't see Ryan Reynolds straight up. Uh, we, we go to this apartment where this kind of douchebag and sequined blue jeans is opening the door and kind of arguing with a pizza delivery guy that he didn't order a pizza. Ryan Reynolds walks out of the bathroom. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's for me. And I like this setup a lot because it very obviously you think that he's there to kill the, the douchebag in the sequined <laughs> blue jeans. But sure. he's not. He's there to scare the pizza delivery guy into not stalking some poor girl that hired him to do this, which is very mm-hmm. funny to me. Well, and he's still like, you know, same. he's still quipping and stuff. Like, oh, yeah. That, you know, that's the whole thing with him is he's made. This is just part of who he is. He's maintained it. You know, it's it's this, this aspect of his personality that's been elevated because of the trauma mm-hmm. he goes through. You know, being driven kind of insane. Um, but this is all you know, good and good and funny. Um, it kind of shows that he's you know a little bit of like a like Robin Hood, you know, style thing. Like he's a bad guy, but he's not. You know, he's not a good guy, but he's also not totally a bad guy. You know, and he addresses this. He says like I'm a bad guy who gets paid to fuck up worse guys. Yep. You know, um, and he goes to his bar. Uh, where they introduce, you know, and, and, uh, TJ Miller from, uh, uh, Silicon Valley, who is a shithead, right? Like, 
yeah. to comment the guy's a bad person. I think he's actually really good in these movies and funny. You know, th- those two things are unrelated, right? Like he's a piece of shit. I, I got to tell but you, I think uh, it's good I, casting. I, I think it's good casting. I find what what was very obviously them sit, letting him sit down and like improv a bunch of lines in some cases, uh, just kind of grating a little bit like I, like he mm. specifically later when uh deadpool gets disfigured and he's just goes through a random list like he must have done like 20 or 30 of those and they just picked which ones they wanted and it's very yeah, much like yeah that. uh but for the most part he's, he's a good supporting character in this uh but yeah utterly like human garbage bag of actual person yeah, yeah. so the, the actual actor is a piece of shit and and nobody should like him he's super garbage. super glad he's not on that last season of silicon valley like they literally just killed the yeah. dude off and like pretended a pig was his body it was perfect i I was very, I'm very surprised that he was in the second Deadpool movie since it seems like, you know, they couldn't have cut it. I, I don't know when that started being produced, you know, but yeah. I, I was surprised when he showed up. Me too. Uh, in it. and the, uh, so that, like that, though, that part where he's doing, you know, putting, doing the put downs and doing the, the similes of like how gross Deadpool looks is bad. There's a couple lines he had, like la- real good laugh out loud lines that he has in this movie and the next one that's like just, you know, again, like we need to stop. I just need to divorce the idea of talent from monsters. I'm like, mm-hmm. I think that guy's funny. It doesn't matter that he's, you know, he doesn't have to not be funny to be a shithead. He's just a shithead, and that should be enough. Yep. You know? Um, but he's there. This is where uh, Deadpool gets his job. It's kind of like a, a bar for lowlifes and, and uh, minor villains mm-hmm. uh, here. Which is always a fun... I, I love when they do this. Like, a, a bar where mm-hmm. a bunch of, like, badass people hang out and sometimes get into fights with other badass people is, is a lot of fun to me. This is good. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently there's a there's a, there's a an actual Deadpool going on about who is who, which of them is going to die first. And Wade is trying to spur this along and win the bet by ordering a blowjob and delivering it to one scruffy-looking biker motherfucker and pretending that it was from a different scruffy-looking biker motherfucker and causing them to fight, which is a lot of fun. Yep. Yep, yep. And that, that's why he has that ridiculous dumb name. You know? um, he meets uh, Vanessa, who shows up, uh, who's going to be the, the love interest here. And I love this introduction to her as a character uh, where this big biker comes through, hits on her and uh, you know, he starts saying like, Hey, you should apologize. And then she immediately takes over. Yeah. You know, and is just like, no, I'll take care of myself. And fat Gandalf as a thing to say to him, I think is funny. Yes. <laughs> the, uh, I love, I love this exchange. Like they're, they're, they're one upsmanship on who had the worst life. Uh, I don't, you, you may have heard this story because me and Autumn tell it when people come down, but, uh, there was a long period of time when Autumn and I first got married where she would say things like, Oh, I remember watching Nick at night and da, 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 da. And I would always lean into, cause I, I grew up kind of poor, but not like dirt ass poor or anything, but I would always lean into it and be, say stuff like, Oh, we, we couldn't afford cable when we, when I was growing up. So I never saw that. And she'd be like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, I, I mean, it's fine. I'll watch Nickelodeon every once in a while. Don't worry about it. But I, I, mm-hmm. I, I ran that joke for such a long time, and this is very much like that, but to the nth degree. So you know, mm-hmm. uh, I got I had to watch my birthday from a closet. It's like, oh, you got birthday parties? Wow! Like, yeah, it's, it's just the constant one-upsmanship is really funny to me. Yeah, like you know, I, I got molested. You know, it was my uncle. Like, oh, it was my team of uncles. You know, or whatever. And it's it, some of it's like cheap humor, right? Like molestation humor is not good, but it still kind of just works and feels right for the characters. Yeah, you know, um, and works for for the, this relationship. You know. Um, she's a sex worker, like she, she's a prostitute and he, t- you know, tolls up all his money and, uh, she says, you know, that can give you 48 minutes of whatever you want. And they go on a date, you know, essentially they go play ski ball and go to a family fun center. Um, and then eventually, you know, th- and th- this is a little bit, you know, the fantasy of the guy who pays a prostitute and then she has so much fun that she does stuff for free. Yep. Um, you know, it's pretty gross. Uh, you know, like that, that's, that's a, that's a gross idea, you know, and you just, I, I, to enjoy the rest of the relationship, I just have to give it a pass, but like, that's a bad trope. Um, the independent sex and form a relationship and they do this thing where they, they have sex on all the different holidays and this is pretty fun. Yes. 
Um, yeah. Uh, because including they, uh, giving up sex for Lent, which is huge. just sitting there and reading books together all quietly after yep. after he, you know, she just hit him with a strap on at one point. So like all of that stuff works for me really well. Like just the, mm. I think what works is because Ryan and uh, Marina actually have pretty good chemistry together, mm-hmm. and it actually looks like the, the the characters are having a good time with one another. Like they just genuinely seem like they they like each other. So that that comes through on yeah. the screen. It makes me like it more. I think so too. Yeah, this is a very they're very believable as characters within you know within the framework of this world. Mm-hmm. You have to accept some 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 breaks from reality, but like I think that yeah, it's a very believable relationship. Uh, and that that's something that like the superhero movies don't always do, right? Like superhero movies when they have love interests, like I didn't believe that Wolverine loved the the lady who he said "Cuckoo, could you got screwed to?" <laughs> if you recall that classic line, I don't I don't think I didn't believe that relationship at all. I don't know if I've ever believed a, a relationship Wolverine's been in. I. You know? I'm, I'm struggling to remember one, my dude. I, 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 I don't. You know? And it's like, I, I, I kind of believe Beast and Mystique in the other X-Men movies, you know, but I don't really believe like, you know, not, not that strongly. Like it's a good relationship and stuff, but it doesn't feel like the actors like, like this feels like the actors would like get off set and go on a date. I, uh, I definitely you know, believed it, it when he grabbed a handful of that blue ass. Like, that oh was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's a stunt ass though. That's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> so did a CGI ass. Like, yeah. Poor beast. <laughs> so a bag full of pig guts. He can, he can only get the, CGI um, ladies. It sucks yeah. for him. Yeah. But, um, like I, you know, that's pretty believable, but not quite as believable as this, because this is a fun version of that, which is like a lot of times, you know, beast and mystique's relationship is based around them. Like philosophically, dueling with each other Mm -hmm. this is like people having fun and making each other laugh and that being a thing that happens in movies i have a very distinct memory of when i noticed that could happen and was good and this is going to date me i bet you this is not a movie that necessarily stands up you know in terms of like politics and stuff but i remember watching the 40 year old virgin for the first time and having the realization like oh this is a movie about people who are funny to each other and that's such a better comedy than a movie about people who are funny to the audience. Yeah, or funny. You know, that's a better to, way to do about comedy. making fun of people versus, uh, you know, yeah, make, yeah. Ma- making jokes to one another. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, th- these people are believable as friends because they make each other laugh. That's what me and my friends do. You know, this is this isn't because uh, before that, a lot of comedies had been like in the Ace Ventura mold, where somebody who is just funny to the audience but would be a nightmare to everybody in the world around them. You know, and that's the comedy. This was just oh, these people are fun and friends in a way that is real. And this feels like this is like a, you know, kind of a loving, high chemistry relationship, you know, that feels kind of real because it's for each other. It's not for us. Yep. You know? Unfortunately, uh, tragedy strikes on Christmas Day where uh, he yep. goes to propose. Uh, he, he brings out a giant candy ring. She thinks that he's proposing anal. <laughs> yep. Uh, and then as he's getting up to go to the bathroom or coming back from the bathroom, he just straight up collapses on the floor. And we cut to a doctor's office where he finds out that he has stage four cancer. And uh, mm-hmm. at this point, we like, I think at the point that there's a really good cut where the doctor's like, it's important not to do anything rash. And then it cuts back to the present where the, where Deadpool is standing with two swords through a dude's body, like holding him up in the middle of the street, yeah. which is really funny to me. I like that. Well, it, it's also right before that happens too. There's like a couple of lines that are a little bit tender. And again, like God help me. Like I think Ryan Reynolds does a really good job with this where he says, you know, She's coming up with plans and you can hear her like fiercely advocating for him mm-hmm. to the doctor, you know, and he's saying like he's memorizing her face. You know, it's, it's that classic like he's just this is I'm confronted by my mortality. Like, I love this woman. Like, I love this woman, you know, and I'm not going to be able to live with her. You know, I'm going to put her through some shit. And it's like really pretty good. You know, it's 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 not brand new. It's not groundbreaking as an emotional kind of dynamic, but I think it's really well handled. 
Yeah, especially um, in a fucking Deadpool movie, Gary. Like, there's no reason yeah, for totally, them to, to totally. have done to lean into any kind of earnestness or sincerity. One hundred percent at all. Like, and they, that they in this movie and the next one. Yep. And they and they yeah. do that, and that that makes all of the goofiness work for me in a work for me in a better way. Like, if, without yep. that that to ground this movie, he would just be a fucking cartoon character. Which I realize he yep. is a cartoon character. Everybody, <laughs> put put down your put down your iPhones. Shut off yeah. Twitter. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, just generally good advice. Mm-hmm. The um, but th- it's it's not just it grounds it but it also provides stakes you know i believe this this is a good performance of this like that's you have to care a little bit about that relationship to get involved invested in the movie at all you know and they they just do a good job of that it reminds me of um of spider-man which we just talked about right like that didn't you know that spider-man you know candy game did not need to have all this pathos you know but they did and that's great and it made it better for it um, the next few minutes, like we're going to kind of bounce back and forth a little bit. So we're going to go back to the fight scene where Deadpool finally finds Francis and starts beating the shit out of him, uh, eventually pinning him to the side of this, uh, overpass with a sword when Colossus shows up. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, at this point, for some reason they go back in time again to where, uh, Vanessa is trying to make all these plans and Ryan and Wade is just making all these jokes about liking the band wham and, uh, all of this other stuff. Like it's, it's just, it's, it goes back and forth a lot and I'm, I'm kind of, I get what they're doing and I like it, but it was a little too much for me at this point. I was like, okay guys, just, just finish a fucking conversation in a yeah. timeline and then like yeah. moved on to the next. Yeah. This is, this is not super cleverly edited as far as what we need to find out. Um, you know, Colossus is there and they'll, they'll go into this a little bit more is essentially cause he thinks Wade's just going to kill him. He's trying to get him to, you know, adhere to a code. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the past, he's just kind of navigating this with, with Vanessa, you know, just saying like, you know, I know what it would be like the, what it would be like. You can't marry me now. Like being the spouse of somebody who's dying with cancer sucks. Like I know this and I'm not going to put you through that. Yeah. Um, you know, and she's very sweet. She says, you know, you win your life is officially more fucked up than mine. You know, from go call back to that kind of early date thing again, in a way that feels real. Um, Deadpool, Deadpool goes to the bar. He's kind of drowning in sorrow and someone shows up waiting for him. He's like, Hey, that guy's waiting for him. Um, this is this real creepy casting, uh, this weird little ventriloquist doll looking motherfucker. Yeah. I don't like you look at this dude and realize like, Oh, he, he's definitely like, you know, imprisoned some mutants and, and experimented on them for pleasure. Like that's what this yep. dude does for, for his, his Saturday evenings. He goes he's, he's Monday through Friday is recruitment. Saturdays for experiments. Sunday, he goes to church. Like that's that dude's week. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, so he says, you know, um, Hey, we're going to, here's a, a card with a phone number on it. What we want to do is cure your cancer. Like I know you were in special ops. We want to cure your cancer. And we're going to turn you into a superhero. You know, we know you have cancer. Um, he keeps thinking about it. He spends all night crying. Um, there's a, a great, you know, one of those jokes, you know, and it's a pretty obvious joke, but funny where he's, uh, crying. His, uh, his girlfriend asks him why. And he says, well, I had just seen, you know, taken, you know, and it just, it, it gets me so much with Liam Neeson at some point, you know, he's just a bad father, right? It's <laughs> happening. <laughs> And and this was written before uh, Taken has a TV show too, which I think is fucking funny as hell. Like a different daughter, yeah, it's Liam. daughter of the week, Gary. Yep, <laughs> daughter. Kidnapped I've been of the impregnating week. a very specific series of females once a week, you know, so I can have one daughter get kidnapped each time. Yeah. <laughs> but he sneaks out in the middle of the night, uh, and then we go back to the fight uh, where Deadpool is kind of narrating all this stuff while Colossus is like, "Hey, you don't have to do this. You shouldn't have to do all of this." Uh, Negasonic Teenage Warhead shows up and Deadpool is automatically immediately in love with this chick. Like he loves her whole deal, which I think is very cool. Yep. She is like obviously trying to be too cool for everything in that good teenage goth kind of way. And he just is leaning into it so hard. You could tell she almost likes it. Yeah. She, she even, he just says it. it's like, all you can do is, is sullenly stare and make fun of me. Like, which one are you going to do next? 
<laughs> you know, and class is, it's a real like A B disagreement, right? So like if it's one of those things in movies where if they would just talk, like it would probably be okay. You know, if Deadpool would just explain who this guy was and what, what he needs to find out. You know, Colossus isn't going to deny him that. Uh, but they're just not talking. Like, Colossus just thinks he's just going to summarily execute the dude, which he's not going to do. He wants to find out how to get cured, mm-hmm. uh, his face fixed and stuff. But Colossus is like, you know, you are just, this isn't our way. We don't do this. And Deadpool's just letting everybody have it. You know, just saying, like, this is dumb. You know, you dumb fucking Boy Scouts. Like, this is not how the world works. You guys are naive. You know, et cetera. There's two parts of this that I like a lot. Uh, during this conversation, Deadpool is just casually throwing hubcaps at Francis. Or yeah. Like he's pinned to the thing. And it just hits hitting him in the face. Really funny, mm-hmm. really funny moment there. And at one point, Deadpool says, you great big chrome cock boggler, cock gobbler. Yeah. And in the background, you could just hear Colossus say, that's not nice. Yeah. <laughs> I just yeah. really like we, it. We didn't, I mean, we alluded to it, but Colossus has this gigantic, you know, hugely thick Russian accent during this. That is always like pretty funny. <laughs> Um, he, he sounds like happened, he's about to drop into uh, Brock Samson at any point. Like <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, so the, all you know, cost of the distraction allows Francis to escape, and Deadpool is furious because he's been spending, we'll find out, like months tracking this guy down. Um, and he keeps breaking his hands trying to punch and beat on Colossus, and this is great and real gross. Um, you know, eventually breaks all of his limbs, and Negasantini Warhead, who is a teenager, is just sitting back and watching it. It's like April from Parks and Rec, like. Just having she the best day. Cool yeah, this yep. is great. Colossus finally says, uh, "All right, I'm going to picks him up, basically, and cuffs himself to Deadpool and says, "All right, let's go talk to the professor." <clears throat> Deadpool responds, "Stewart or McAvoy? I can't keep it up yeah. with all these timelines." Again, yeah, like anytime referring to like either actual X Men characters or the people who play X Men characters in the movies, just really fucking works for me in these in these two movies. Yeah, yeah, I, I like it a lot. I, I don't know if they did it. Um... If it was earlier or not, but at one point he has a, a, pos- a prize possession that's the Deadpool action figure from the Wolverine Origins movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. They did that a little oh, bit with earlier. The sword yeah. shot. That's great. <laughs> There's all kinds the, of little um, small stuff like that, man. There's so much stuff that happens like that. So Yeah, it's it's uh, it's all real good. Um, so the uh, he's uh, he's taking them down. You know, Francis escaped, of course. Um, Deadpool, you know, says, again, one of the jokes, like, have you ever seen 127 hours? Well, I'm going to spoil it for you. And cuts off his hand, uh, which is, that is the, the movie that in real time... Uh, uh, Franco, uh, James Franco cuts off his arm mm-hmm. uh, in that movie uh, and then jumps off a rail, a rail, uh, railway into a garbage dump, you know, uh, and he says like, this is rock bottom. And then we get back to, you know, what that is, why it's rock bottom, like why this matters if he catches the guy, what's so bad about this. Colossus and uh, Negasonic's reaction to him cutting off his own hand with a pocket knife, essentially, is just both just for them to be incredibly disgusted. Like, they're just like, yeah. ew! <laughs> Gross. <Yep. laughs> Which would be anybody's reaction, I think. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. Um, so this is this when we get the sequence of, like, his origin. Like, what what's happening. And, like, I think we talked about this a little bit on Slack. I think this, this works for me a little bit more maybe than you. Like, I find this really well done and gross and scary. And I don't know what it is about me that makes this land straight. Like, this doesn't feel too over the top or, or too anything. I just think this is, you know, the idea of signing up for this and then getting, you know, essentially tortured and, and forced into slavery. I really, I realize that's like a, a, a fear of mine, I guess, or something that like when I see it in TV, I empathize with a lot. Like, mm-hmm. happened in Breaking Bad too. Like, when, when that happens to Jesse, I was like, Jesus, like, wait, ah, wait, like it just gives me the, the there was a Breaking shutters, Bad too. You know? There was a sequel. I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Breaking Bad Two: Saul Return. The um, but like when when that happens to Jesse, it just like makes my skin crawl. Sure, you know this idea of like you know just modern kind of behind this this scene slavery. 
uh, and stuff. And this just being such a, like a bad scene. It's so gross, you know, and he's continuing to joke. That's what he does when, when he's scared, you know, he's like, Oh, this is hygienic. Like he's keeping up these quips, uh, at this thing that, that to me is like a very scary situation, you it, know? And I don't know, again, I don't know if that's basic, but uh, I mean, it, it, I mean, if it works, it works. Like I think that's what matters. Yeah. The, uh, what doesn't work for me the most in this is the, is the actual villain because they seem to set him up as a, a scientist experiment dude, but he's also a badass mil- like selling weapons to military people and also like a big who? fighter. Like who, who is this guy? Who, yeah. Who is this fucker? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what is this guy? That's, that's one yeah. of the things, uh, Ajax's sidekick, who is this um, chick, uh, does she have an, is she angel? In the, I think she's angel, angel dust. Angel dust. Um, yeah. I don't know why she's there like chewing on matches. I don't know why I put someone with she want a match. That seems real weird to me. I'd, also, I don't care. Like if there's a reason I don't, I don't really care. Um, so like all of the kind of scary stuff, I mean, and I agree with you. Like it does look like this is, this would be a legit terrifying thing, but it does seem kind of just paint by the numbers to me a little bit. And then there's these two yeah. over the top characters that just bring it down. It's fine. I was really worried when I was about to rewatch this because in my head, this was a substantial part of the movie. Uh, but it turns mm-hmm. out it's only about like 15 or 20 minutes and it doesn't they, like, they kind of breeze through it pretty quickly. So yeah, he gets, they basically tell him like, Hey, you're not going to be a superhero. We don't make superheroes here. We make super slaves. Well, they, uh, they don't tell him that until the end. So oh, like okay. it, it's, it's pretty sad. Like he thinks that it's still going to happen kind of this whole time because the, the, the thing that the decision, the reason why he made this decision is because he loves this woman so much. Like, yeah, I'll go be a superhero, mostly just because that's the side, that's the knock-on effect. I just want to survive, you know, so I can live with this woman. Um, and at first he still believes it, and they play it straight. They're just like, you know, what we do is we make mutants here. The way we do that, and he's being psychopathic, right? Like, you could, anyone could tell he's a villain. Uh, but it is a reveal when they say that they make slaves. And he's like, we give you, the, we inject you with this, and then we submit you to stress. And then with enough stress, you will, your powers will develop. That's how this, this serum works. We make mutants. And, you know? we, and we learned that Ajax went through this and like his mutant power yeah. is the inability to feel pain or really anything else, which has to suck. Yeah. That seems like a shitty mutant power, Gary. I mean, yeah, it's like Olgaird from, from Witcher three. <laughs> like it, it's the, uh, you know, he, he's, that's why he is a bad person is the, the implication. Um, you know. I do like this, like, you know, they do the, the, you know, ironic music thing. So they set this to Mr. Sandman, not Sandman by Metallica, but Mr. Sandman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this to interlight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they just start, torturing his ass like in a variety of different ways uh and and it's it's i mean it's it's bad like this looks like a vicious thing to go through like it's not specifically weapon weapon x bad but it's it's very very close yeah yep um and just a variety of things and it's just not working you know it's not doing enough um you know they get to the point right before uh it's we're gonna get to the climax of this where um wade is is bonding with a guy at a table over you know, and they're trying, both trying to joke, like they're whistling in the dark. Mm-hmm. Like they are trying to, to keep up spirits, you know, while they're being tortured, which is incredibly difficult. There's this running joke of him trying to figure out this guy's name. He's like, Ajax, that sounds made up, which I love. Uh, and then, you know, he finds out, he grabs the, the tag, he's, the real name is Francis, and starts, you know, teasing him about it, needling him about it, and it actually works enough, uh, to make, uh, Ajax actually say, you know, okay, well, this is the worst torture that we have, you know, and it, this is like, I, this shouldn't work for me again, as far as just like, maybe it is just a specific tier fear I have, of, uh, being tortured. Nobody out there. Don't torture me. Um, but like, this is so sci-fi and kind of convoluted this table thing, but it sounds so scary to me. And it could be because of like, you know, my mother and cat both drowned in their lungs, like died of not being able to breathe. But like this, this table that, uh, monitors how much oxygen you have. And then adjusts so you are in a constant state of, suffocating without dying 
essentially like you can't breathe it's really gross like this is this is legit fucking terrifying to me because i the, yep. the idea i'm not necessarily claustrophobic um, but the idea of running out of air in a cluster a claustrophobic environment oh, yeah. is extremely terrifying to me regardless that this is like set in like this i think this might even be like the same tube that wolverine was in when he got all of his adamantium yeah. like it looks very similar <laughs> to these secondhand tubes you know <clears throat> the yeah. uh <laughs> God, just, just Magneto being like, all right, I don't need this tube anymore. Uh, no. Egghead, do you need yeah, a tube? Yeah. Gets like, yeah, I can use yeah. a tube. I haven't put I Hank no Pym in a tube, tube. In, a, in a while. Yeah. Charles, I don't need the tube. The um, It's yours, Charles. You get it in the divorce. Uh, and then uh, they, and this is where he actually does, like he starts, like his skin starts peeling off and he becomes, uh, he becomes the, the terrifying thing that he is. Uh, and mm-hmm. it's revealed that he does have healing powers, which is keeping his whole cancer thing in check. Uh, but it won't be able to, since it's concentrating on that, won't be able to like heal his skin or anything, uh, yep. which is very good. I, I like it when uh, someone has healing powers that, that get taken up by a thing. So they don't actually have healing powers anymore. Like that, that yeah, it has yeah. to suck, but it's kind of a cool thing with, to do with healing. powers. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, it happens with Wolverine a lot. Um, and this is, you know, Francis comes back and says, Hey, you got your powers. um, you know, just so you know, like, uh, I could fix this. I'm not going to. Um, and, you know, again, we make slaves. Like, we're going to put a control co- collar on you and auction you off. Yep. You know, and that's terrifying. Um, you know, especially for this guy who is, you know, all he wants to do is see this woman. And he's going to go kill people in third world countries. Um, and says, you know, what? you could you actually use this chamber for a couple more days. Um, Angel Dust put him back in. He headbutts Angel Dust and steals the match from her, you know, from her mouth. Uh, and then when they escape, he uses the match to blow himself up. Like he knows there's an oxygen uh, supply of this. This thing monitors oxygen, so it's hooked up to to a tube, and that blows up the tank, and kind of blows up the entire you know a big portion of the facility. I do like at this next part because uh, he gets blown up. Like he's obviously in the middle of this, but he he stands up. Ajax is there, and there's like this. This is the part that it starts kind of falling apart for me a little bit because like who is mm-hmm. the scientist that's going to duke it out in the middle of a fire, <laughs> a burning building? Yeah, yeah. Um, Ajax is garbage. Yeah, like it, it's it's a dumb character. Uh, but I like that they made Deadpool naked for the entire fight. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's just it's just a baller move to like have to fight somebody in the nude. <laughs> well, it, and they 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 silhouette his ding dong. They do silhouette like, his flips ding dong. Stuff he did. <laughs> like flips and stuff he does where you get to see a cgi dick dick it's you know man i just whew, i just love cgi dicks man yeah it's it's extremely uh it's you know it's a brave choice it feels like since um, about 2016 movies have just not cared about showing dicks anymore i watched a, a, horror, a horror movie last night and i was just surprised by the time the it, it, it ended i had seen like maybe 10 random dudes dongs and that's way more dongs for horror movie than i've seen in a long time so really surprising mm-hmm. yeah it doesn't happen that often it's the age of, you know, hanging dong. Like, if you're a fan of seeing dicks, like, it happens now. It, it does, yeah. Yep. Parity, we have achieved it. Not quite. Not even close. So they fight. Uh, and Deadpool mm. doesn't win. He gets, uh, mm. Ajax shoves some, like, a stick of rebar in him after he gets, knocks him down for a few times. And then Ajax, like, curves it over like a hook. So he's going to have some real mm-hmm. difficulty getting it out, I guess. Was that, what's that supposed to be? Seems like he could just pull it out instead of push it out. But whatever. I'm not here for Ajax. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, um, Deadpool's not super strong. You know, like he can't, if, if an Ajax is, is the implication. Like Ajax, you know, they don't say that, but he lifted that dude off his feet. Yeah. With one arm. Like, Ajax, you know, so it's, it's deep in there, I guess. I'm just saying, like, they didn't curve both sides. Like, oh, yeah. Like, I mean, if you're going to do that, you need to do it on both sides for that to be effective. Otherwise, you've just. You've... Well, he, he pushes into the ground. Like, he pushes oh, him guess, into the okay. floor. Yeah, yeah, I guess I So one side's in the floor, one side's curved over. Yeah, that's going to be so, a horrifying yeah. thing to get out of. Okay, I got you. That makes more sense yeah. now. Um, yep. So uh, he sees his buddy. 
Deadpool sees his buddy as he's about to pass out from almost being dead. His buddy is dead, which is sad. Um, and then he kind of wakes up and uh, this is, a, I, don't, I put this in the notes. It's like, he just walks out of this bitch like Daenerys does in Game of Thrones season yeah. one. He's like, I am the Lord. I am the mother of the flame. Y'all let's go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He is the breaker of chains. The, um, yeah. So he, so he, you know, he can heal, he can live through this. Uh, and at this point, you know, he's, he goes, he, you know, he wants to see his girlfriend again. Um, he starts like kind of stalking her, but everyone is scared of him. You know, everybody recoils, says he's a freak, so he doesn't want to do that. You know? Uh, so he goes and goes to the bar and kind of discusses this with, uh, TJ Miller, who does the, you know, you look like two farts got in a fight. Kind of, kind of improv stuff about how bad someone can look. You know, you look like two avocados fucked. Like things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says like, you should, you need to wear a mask, you know, all the time. You know, and he's like, well, what about, uh, you know, Deadpool? I'd be Captain Deadpool. You know, and the, they do that fourth wall thing. It's like, that sounds like the start of a franchise. <laughs> uh, and then we get our, uh, our kind of, uh, uh, montage of him trying to find the guy who did it to him to undo this so he can be with his girlfriend. Um, and it's this montage of him training and killing people, uh, you mm-hmm. know, and trying to just where's Francis like over and over and over. And there is a rap about Deadpool. Yeah, uh, this happens. <laughs> this, uh, this was apparently like a, there, there apparently was a Deadpool song. And then they got some uh, some rapping YouTubers to redo it to be like about Deadpool the movie even more. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it, it has to be intentionally bad, but it is it is not good. <laughs> like it's, it's pretty fun. yeah, but it's, it's it's rough. It's fucking catchy. Like that Deadpool is stuck in my head for like a day and a half afterwards. Like it's 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 insidious. It's a bad song, and mm-hmm. I'm probably gonna put it in here to make everybody listen to. Yeah, yeah take, take that. Yeah, <laughs> see you in three and a half minutes, yeah. everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Extended cut. Yeah. They call me Deadpool. I'm hella fast. Came to mark the bad guys and get some ass. Got blades for days. Got guns galore. Got combo moves. Evades and more. Whips, bear traps, and hand grenades. Pull the pistol like a maniac right in your face. Popping off caps. Leave a trail of guts. Sitting on my chair. Scratching my nose. Don't stop when I shoot full water was on. Your grass is grass and I'm on the lawn. Hot lead to the head and I won't stop. What your crew gonna do when I... You put in the 10 hours of Majula theme instead on accident and just the, uh, see you tomorrow. Um, yeah. So, and it's just him going through and, and killing people in creative ways. That's really fun. It's a way to make this feel like it has kind of a greater variety of action than it really does. You know, just doing the, this montage, killing people in weird ways. And, and there's again that, uh, that him taking it seriously or being concerned with things you wouldn't think, you know, you'd be concerned with being part of the charm. Like there's a part where he says, where's Francis? And someone says, what? And he goes like, is the mask actually muffling my voice? Like, you know, and he asks it not like in a sarcastic way or a badass way. He asks it in a concerned way. Yeah. He asks it in, in a way like he's a production assistant on the show. This has to deal with the yeah. sound. <laughs> he's, he's trying, he's trying to get some, some, uh, some useful feedback. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I also like the Zamboni kill. Like I think a Zamboni kill is mm-hmm. always funny. Like that, that, I've seen it in other movies, and it's never not funny because it's just the slow. Like the Zamboni doesn't go very fast, so Deadpool is like, "Oh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna run you over in like ten minutes. <laughs> Come yep. on, I'm gonna get you." <laughs> yep, yep. They, yeah, they, they they milk it, but they milk it like the appropriate amount. Yeah. So he tracks down the uh, the weirdo looking dude that recruited him to begin with. Uh, as he kind of beats him up a little bit, he's about to kill him, and uh, Deadpool reaches up and like actually turns the camera away from the scene, which is you know mm-hmm. I, I think that's a good use of breaking fourth wall. Like that that that, that yeah. works for me real well. Um, that's fun. And then uh, because we're we're still in the past, we have to catch up back to the present. They literally do a fast forward. And then they get they go too far in the fast forward. You just see Deadpool jerking off. He's like, "Oops, sorry!" And then has to rewind yep. it back. Which again, that fourth wall shit really worked. Like the people that were doing this knew exactly what they were doing, and it's really good. Yeah, pretty fun. 
so he so he's back in the uh the garbage truck and he has to go home to heal at his arm yep uh, taken out so he he lives with his old blind lady uh who is puts together ikea furniture extremely badly because she's blind yes um there's you know the, the, the blind ableist jokes in this like you know whatever there's one of them that really works for me that comes later uh that i think it made me laugh you know whether i like it or not the um and uh so he's kind of starting this kind of healing thing um back we also cut over to francis and angel who are hanging out you know after you know kind of on the run right like after this mm-hmm. thing happened with a bunch of these like super slaves that they made and francis continues to be inscrutable as hell yeah like what is this what is this soldier scientist you know mega man character <laughs> what what are you so, doing <laughs> yeah. uh this is where this is one of the funnier scenes in the movie where deadpool reveals that uh because his hand got cut off uh he has to regrow it and the part of that regrowing process is that he has a tiny little baby hand for a little while yep uh and he he kind of forces robin out of the room because he wants to jerk off with it because he thinks his dick is going to feel really yes. big in his hand which yep. is all kinds of gross and bad and really funny to me gary i really <laughs> just it's yep. really fucking hilarious yep yep um francis you know he's uh francis and angel dust show up at the bar because they're trying to get leverage on wade they go there to, like who does he care about mm-hmm. um weasel who is tj miller tries to play it cool but eventually uh they find out that uh vanessa and they see a picture of Wade and Vanessa in the bar, and they're like, okay, we need to find her. Yeah. And uh, he calls Wade, um, and they go to the strip club where she works. Sure. And Stan Lee is the uh, barker at the strip club, which I was uh, I was like, oh, yeah, he does have a cameo in this movie, and it's that one. Yep, he is. So. And, like, it's weird because, I, you know, I watch a lot of cable TV, so, you know, every once in a while they show up in strip clubs and none of the girls are naked. So it's just always a reminder that this is a rated R movie when there's just titties everywhere in the strip club. Yep. Um, yep, yep. Yeah. And yeah, Stanley is the DJ is very hilarious. Tip your bartenders, everybody. Tip your waitresses. Yep. Uh, yep. Wade kind of approaches Vanessa, but kind of runs away at the last minute. Um, and then her boss finds her and says, hey, there's a guy waiting for you out back. Uh, he said something about your ex-boyfriend. I have to imagine that strip clubs would 100% never, ever, ever do this to any of their workers. <laughs> Why don't you go back to the blind alley when it's and talk about your ex-boyfriend? I'm sure that none of these none of these women have problems with exes. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Not, yeah, not, yeah, not, yeah. not to cast a wide blanket or anything, but I'm just saying, like, dudes get hung up on chicks like this. and like, No businesses should do that. No businesses but should do that. specifically this, where it could be people lying because they get creepy and obsessed with women they've seen naked. Yes. Yeah. You know? Um, so this is, and this is ultimately a Deadpool deciding not to do that and not, um, you know, confront her there is why she gets kidnapped. Yes. You know, so that the, the, the ultimate guilt that he's going to have about this is that if he had been less of a coward and cared more about her than his own kind of like ego or how he looks, you know, uh, then this wouldn't have happened because she goes out back, gets kidnapped by Francis. And um, he freaks out. I really like it when they do these like kind of stand, like just him freaking out and breaking like a chair while TJ Miller just stands there. And he's like, Oh, he sent you the shit emoji. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought it was chocolate. I thought it was chocolate frozen yogurt for the longest time, but somebody explained it to me. That's one of the, one of the ad libs in that, that I like the, um, so he's just like, I know I got to go after that guy. I got to save my girlfriend. And all of a sudden we're like in the last part of the movie. Uh, yeah. is this the blind joke that you like that the, uh, the, the, he, cause he takes Robin's gun, the old black lady's gun um, yeah. and says, Hey, I'll, you know, yep. if you stay in the apartment, you can find, uh, I, I hid uh, a pound full of cocaine, a pound of cocaine and the cure for blindness somewhere in the house. Uh, yeah. So, you know, good luck finding it or whatever, which I thought, I thought it was a really good joke, especially cause it, they redo this in uh Deadpool two in a very funny way. Just, yeah. Like just him having the casually having the cure for the thing. I don't know why that works. Like, yeah. do you know, do you know the show or the movie uh, run, Ronnie run? 
No, it doesn't ring a bell. So it, uh, it's the Mr. Show movie. It's kind of legendarily bad. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, I think it's a little bit underrated, but there's a joke like in it, you know, Ronnie, who is this, this character uh, for Mr. Show where the idea is uh, he got famous on cops for being arrested. And then he, it's like a rags or riches thing where he becomes like, you know, has a mansion and stuff because people just love watching him like be it, be a hasty and get arrested. And there's a part where like a little kid comes up to him and he's just like, you know, Ronnie, Ronnie, you know, I'm, and he's in a wheelchair and he's like, I'm, you know, I'm, uh, they, they tell me I'll never walk again unless I can get special shoes, you know, and it's David Cross doing the voice of the little kid as well. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, he just goes, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to find the scientist who makes special shoes and pay him to never make them again. And then he just walks away. It's <laughs> like, like very funny to me. Like it is pointlessly cruel. And I don't know if it just goes far enough over the top that like, you know, that it works for me or what, but like, that's what this reminds me of. If I'm just casually having that, you know, of course he doesn't really, but it's just, it's a funny joke. Yeah. The, the yeah. idea that the cure for blindness could be hidden in an apartment, I think is what really works. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's under a floorboard. <laughs> exactly. Sure. For, you know, this thing that has many different causes and stuff It's just kind of like a, a funny mean line. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he's collecting all of his, his all of his guns. They start pulling guns out of everywhere and throwing it into a duffel bag. And he's going to go um, fight uh, Ajax and win his girl back. Uh, mm-hmm. He goes to the X Men mansion first off uh, and asks for help from Colossus because he knows he's going to be facing a lot of dudes. Uh, it, there's a really good line about man. It's you know this is a really big house. It's funny how I only see you two here. It's almost like the yeah. studio could only afford two X Men. Yep. Which, again, just really fucking works for me. <clears throat> mm-hmm. yep, yep. Uh, and they get in the cab. Of course, he takes the cab there. Uh, which, you know, the X-Men probably have transportation, but this is funnier. Absolutely. You know? Just seeing Colossus and, uh, that's stuck in the back of a cab in his metal form yeah. is really fucking hilarious. Pretty good. Like, he never unmetals in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's had periods in the comics before anybody asks us where he can't unmetal. Yeah. yeah. You know, so we know. Um, the uh, So, uh, Depender took his advice before, and uh, there's, like, a noise, and he put his, his cousin <laughs> in his trunk. Yeah. <laughs> I love and like that I love, guy's a great actor. Like Depender's real fun in this. Depender's like he's really, really good at selling this. Yeah, yeah I love Depender. De- Deadpool saying, "I definitely did not tell you how to do that. Good job. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> and you should guilty. release him right away. Slit his throat. <laughs> yeah, real funny. Good stuff. Um, so they they arrive at the superhero fight, which is just that like you know an abandoned battleship or some bullshit. Like it's just like a location. Yeah, like I mean, um, I, it's so fucking weird and random what this is, and I don't care. That's the best part about it is like I know mm-hmm. I know exactly what's going to happen. Like we're going to go fight a bunch of dudes, and Deadpool's probably going to win the day, and that's it. Like I was, I'm yep. here for this, and and he's got Negasonic Teenage Warhead and Colossus, and I can't wait to see them beat mm-hmm. some shit up. So, which you know, which is what happens, like. Ajax, you know, threatens and says, like, you know, essentially, like, what's my name again? Because he's trying to, he did that when he locked him in the tank, trying to get him to say uh, Ajax instead of Francis. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Deadpool's not going for it. He says, like, you know, it's time for the, the big superhero landing as Angel just jumps off the ship and does the, the land on the knee thing that Neo did, you know, back in the Matrix. Uh, but they realize they don't actually have their guns. Left the and guns. a bunch of goons come out with guns. They left him in the cab. He tries to call <laughs> Defender. And uh, Defender has the little picture of like the official Deadpool symbol from the comics when he calls. Yeah, yeah, also uh, really cute. great. <laughs> yep. Uh, and then they do a superhero fight. Yep. Uh, here, um, which I, I mentioned this being a little bit dis- more disappointing than the last one. It's just a little bit less creative. Like you get to see power stuff, but it is very specifically like everyone pairs off into one on ones. Yeah, and the most per- and the person with the most interesting powers here is Negasonic, and uh, like the way that they do her powers is like, oh, she can make explosions, which makes other things fly fast towards something. Yeah, uh, like Colossus, yeah, the, the fight between Colossus and Angel is is really great, and it has a really great joke in it. 
you know, they're just beating the shit out of each other. Like they're both super strong people, so they can just knock the shit out of each other. I think that's fine. Like I actually, mm-hmm. the fight choreography is really good when she, you know, does an arm bar on Colossus and he has to like fall down about it or beat her against the, yeah, the yeah. wall to get her off. That's good. Everything looks like it has weight. I, uh, even though it's not real. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and at the end of that fight, just to go ahead and get it out of the way, like she, he throws her through some, you know, rebar or some shit and her boob pops out. And he's like, Oh, Oh, excuse me. I have to, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you need to address yourself, please, ma'am. <laughs> like you just got yeah. through in her 50 feet, dog. You can yep. see her and, boob. And, it's okay. <laughs> and, and she's, she says, thank you. And then kicks him in the balls. And unlike when Deadpool does it, she's strong enough for it to hurt. Yeah. 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 Um, while this is happening, uh, Deadpool is fighting, you know, these guys with guns. Kills him, you know, with his sword since he doesn't have his guns, and then spells out Francis and corpses, which is pretty funny. Um, eventually he has to get on the ship, so Negasonic Teenage Warhead, whose powers, like, in this are pretty much like the, um, the time stop powers in Breath of the Wild. Yeah, yeah. you know, like, almost exactly. Yeah. yeah, okay. I'm 100% with yeah. you. I didn't think about that at the time, but yeah. You know, it, it doesn't use time to do it, but what happens is, you know, uh, he lays on, on a piece of metal, she blows up under it, and shoots him up onto the ship. Yeah. Uh, looks cool. And, uh, he gets up there, uh, Vanessa is being locked in that oxygen tank, you know? And for some reason, uh, uh, Francis has two axes. <laughs> it's like, who, you know, to, to the point of who the fuck is this guy? It's just very funny. Like, his signature double axe fighting style. To the scientist, mercenary, arms dealer, slave tender, you know, guy. Slash, has. slash mutant that can't feel pain. <laughs> yeah. But, but, and yeah. it's also kind of strong. Like, it's just, he is such a, a, like a collage of random shit that I, and not, it has no personality whatsoever. So, mm-hmm. um, they're fighting and the oxygen tank thing is happening and, and Deadpool gives up his swords, which he needs. Like he gives up one of them, uh, to, to free, you know, to put a hole in the oxygen tank. Mm-hmm. So if so girlfriend is get tortured, mm-hmm. you know, he takes this disadvantage. He's being selfless. Uh, and they, they fight. Yeah. And, uh, he pins, uh, Ajax against the wall. The, uh, and then, Unfortunately, Ajax has a knife and stabs Deadpool in the head, and Ajax just beats the shit out of him for after that for a little yep. while. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and while this is happening, you know, Vesta gets out um, and helps out again. Like, she's not, like, she tends to have an active presence in the action in these sections, mm-hmm. you know, with her, you know, fighting back against uh, that Gandalf and such. Runs them through. Um, Deadpool has a knife in his brain, so he's seeing little cartoons, like little Roger Rabbit cartoons in, real, in the real world. Ex- extremely cute. Uh, I yep. like that a lot. During this fight, uh, Angel Angel Dust had gotten the advantage over Colossus and starts strangling him. So Negasonic Teenage Warhead like blasts some metal towards her, which sets off this chain of events where the old ancient abandoned battleship starts falling over. You know, as there are, of course, because you know we don't lock that shit down or anything. Yeah, nope. <laughs> we we squatters welcome. <laughs> Come on in, everybody. It might fall over, but it's yours until it yeah. does. Yep. Um. Yeah. So. So this whole thing starts collapsing. Deadpool grabs Vanessa, throws her off the thing where, uh, and luckily, you know, Colossus is there and Colossus and Negasonic Teenage Warhead are there to like kind of capture her. I think he stuffs her in the tube or something to, to mm-hmm. get her off the ship. I think that happens at some point. Yeah. 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 Uh, just to protect her mm-hmm. from the thing. She, he says like, you're not going to like this and like puts her in the tube. And then, um, uh, all that, yeah, a lot of just kind of like busy, you know, action stuff it eventually ends with Deadpool versus Francis. Which is not yeah, a like very a long fight because he breaks both no, of Francis's no, no. arms and uh, demands that Francis fix his face, which, of course, hey, surprise, like the, he can't do that. There was, never was a cure. Yep. He was just fucking with them to begin with. Um, yep, he, he was lying. Yep. And Deadpool yep. pulls out uh, Robin's gun that he put in the back of his of his belt. And uh, right as he's about to shoot Francis, Colossus, gun. 
uh al's gun sorry why do yeah. i keep saying robin? Yeah, i think you called her robin earlier i think yeah. that might be the actress maybe that is maybe that's it maybe I'll yeah but, up but, but blind al is the name of the character whoops so just again put away your twitters people um did i really yeah. do that that's i'm a real dumb i'm a real dummy <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make you dumb jeremy these are all made up bullshit what does make like, you, you have to actually here? remember What's, real stuff like you're trying to build a house you've got a family like <laughs> you've got three beautiful dogs why should you have to try to remember what these fictional dumbass characters are named I have two we're dogs. all wasting our lives like uh, yeah <laughs> you have three nearly identical dogs it's a lot for anybody uh right as he's about to shoot francis with somebody's gun who cares who it is uh colossus yeah. comes out and gives a, a big speech and says like basically saying people think that if you're a hero you're a hero all the time you're a hero for breakfast you're a hero for lunch but really it's only about four or five big moments in your life where you make the right choice um and mm. like right in the middle of the speech which you you kind of think is going to be in any other movie it would be deadpool turn well, around the music oh yeah as well. I mean, it's, it, know, every, like, everything yeah. is happening like exactly the scene that you think that you've seen a zillion times where the hero has the chance to become the villain it doesn't deadpool just shoots the guy in the face <laughs> yep and uh, I, whenever that kind of thing happens like tension is undercut you know i'm, I'm into that mm-hmm. like in speaking of, speaking of firefly that's like you know the best moment firefly yeah right like when the guy's like you know if you if you if you do this to me you know if you let me go i will hunt you throughout the universe and you'll you know your children will know my name and all this stuff and he just kicks him into the the turbine and pulls out another guy immediately like we don't actually have to uh live by these genre conventions you know and, and i love it when that happens um and it's gross enough it's right in front of him colossus starts puking which is so fucking yeah. good man like because you know colossus has seen some shit but he's probably not actually seen somebody get shot in the head at point blank range yep. from five feet away uh vanessa shows up and he starts punching deadpool for being such a jackass uh they they do their whole routine about who has the worst you know the worst life uh and she finally takes off the mask and it's revealed that he is wearing a hugh jackman mask underneath i love that a little paper mask which is a good joke and he tries to take that off and it's like stuck to his skin which is also really gross and and creepy yep and she's totally fine um so yep Yep, yep. Uh, they, they, and so Colossus and uh, Negasonic Teenage Warhead are there, and it's kind of this, you know, beginning of this team, it feels like, which is what will happen in the second one. Yeah. Um, they kiss. Uh, he plays Careless Whisper for her, you know, again, uh, doing the, those music cues. Mm-hmm. And then that's the end of the movie. Um, we get these little animated, uh, like their notebook sketches. Yeah gags in this outro and and credits yeah and these are really cute um Uh, just like deadpool mm -hmm. dying or killing people in funny weird animated ways i think these are really nice um and then we of course because it's a fucking marvel movie past you know 2006 or whatever there's a post-credit scene but uh this one is actually really good because it's deadpool in a bathrobe basically saying like there's there's definitely no money for deadpool too like like do you think sam samuel jackson's gonna show up and try to recruit into the avengers none of that shit's happening yeah and then comes back uh like that we play a few more minutes of credits and then he comes back and says but if we do it we're going to get cable. We don't know how we're going to do it yet, but we're going to get cable. Yep. It's going to have to be cable. And then they do. And he's great. Yes. That's like cable is so good in the second one. Like I love it so much. So looking forward to covering that eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for sure. Um, yeah, I was, I was, you know, like you, I was surprised that this, this not only held up, but is still, you know, really fun. And the, I agree that the second one is kind of additive to it. Yes. You know, um, this may be my like the second uh, one more, third or fourth but, time to watch this movie. I think, mm. which is uh, says a lot about a movie nowadays because I don't really want to waste time rewatching movies. Um, mm-hmm. But this one is yeah. genuinely funny, and again, Gary, ninety minutes—that's <laughs> perfect length yeah. for a movie. Why yeah. did we ever well get away from ninety minutes? Yep, it is. Uh, uh, it's the only second time I've seen it, but I was very happy to uh, to see it again. 
you know, and uh, I like it. I'll, I'm there's a little bit of trouble on the horizon or whatever for the third one. Like the third one is being rumored to be a Christmas movie, not to come out this year, but probably next year. And it's PG 13. They're going to scale some stuff back. Mm. Uh, it's kind of the scuttlebutt. And I'm not super into that. I, if the lo- same people who made the second one, make it like, I will go, definitely go see it, but it's a, uh, it seems a little worrying, but like, I didn't expect there to be one good Deadpool movie. The fact that there's two is just bonus. Like it's we're in Lanyap City, baby. I had, home of the home of the extra crawdad. Like I let's had, do it. I had not heard that thing about the uh, Deadpool three. Being that is that is the rumor. That is it's, you know don't don't take out some salt, but like that's I've seen that in multiple places reported. So it's very strange. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, but we'll find out. You know, they'll, they'll announce more things about it. I'm kind of with you. If, if, if the same team, I mean, I'll, I'll go see it regardless, you know, since I, I've enjoyed yeah. these two movies enough to give them the third. Uh, I have to imagine yep. the future of this franchise in general is kind of a giant question mark with Disney taking over Marvel and, you know, them getting the rights back for X-Men and probably, you know, Marvel wanting to incorporate those guys into the MCU and all of that. Like, I, you know, having these people here doesn't make a lot of sense, but I hope what I really hope is that we get some sort of, if not a cameo, then a reference or something that Deadpool exists in the new X-Men movie, the, uh, the animated, not the animated series, yeah. the, uh, the Phoenix saga, which I'm going to talk to you about in our feedback episode. Cause we need some time to, f- to fill on that. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, we'll do it. The, um, yeah, I hope so too. Yeah. So yeah, th- these are surprisingly ended up being like very good X-Men movies. Yeah. And, uh, I didn't expect it. It's very good. I recommend watching it. Even if you don't like the character in the comics very much, you know, I don't like the character in the comics very much. And I still think these are fun. Uh, so there I was, still think they are worth watching. There were a couple of uh, times in this movie where some of the jokes are, uh, like you, you mentioned a couple of like blind ableist jokes. Uh, there's a couple of trans jokes in here that are, are real bad that I don't like. Um, but mm-hmm. it seems like in a, in, a, in a person that's firing out a thousand jokes per second, basically, like not all of them are going to hit. So it's regrettable yeah. that they did it's, them, it's, but yeah. Yeah, it's not, it's not really even, it's not really to excuse it. Like that's not the right word for it. It's just like, it sucks. You know, uh, it's going to be up to you and your individual sensitivities if that tanks the entire thing. Exactly right. Yeah. You know, uh, Gary, if they like this no. podcast, mm-hmm. uh, where do they need to go rate everything to Guppy? The, uh, well, <laughs> the, the uh, right, right <laughs> review for, for everything to Guppy on Apple Music for Days of Future Cast. Okay. Yeah. The, um, yeah. We'll, we'll take it. It doesn't really matter what you write in there as long as you put in five stars, like to be honest. Like we like reading them and it's nice, but mm-hmm, come on. Mm-hmm. Um, the best thing you can do, uh, if you want to support the entire network is go to patreon.com slash duckfeed TV. Uh, there you can see kind of all the things that we have on offer and support all of the shows we have. Um, and this is, this is the first time we recorded since I'm doing it. If, uh, if you are interested, I'm doing a B movie zine. If you are interested in that, you can go to patreon.com slash cassette goblin, uh, to get that. And, uh, it is a, a limited thing. Um, by the time you hear this, uh, you will still be able to get in on it. Uh, the October, movie is the running man the november movie is willow and i will continue on like that uh once they're gone they're gone so you have to get in there if you want it um and yeah i uh, love it if you were able to help out and get your hands on that if that sounds cool to you yep absolutely go check it out uh mm-hmm. i'm i'm extremely excited about the first issue to come out so i'm i'm, I'm very pumped about that so i'll have links and all of that stuff in the show notes so you can just go and click on that on that link and go right to the patreon yep if you like uh if you like jeremy you can also check out Jeremy's non-duck feed stuff. Yeah, I do podcasts. Uh, you do a show about, we we referenced it. Mm-hmm. I referred to myself as a monster of the week. Yep. That's because that's a show that you do. It is. I've, uh, 
Um, we cover a show called Supernatural, which is about hunks and them killing mm-hmm. various ghosts and having sex with werewolves, uh, which is mm-hmm. very, very fun and very, very good. Uh, Monster of the Week dot cool is the is the place to go see that. We also do a, formerly the show was just called Natural. Yes, <laughs> but this is this is the uh, the reboot. Yeah, this was oh. this was definitely <laughs> the reboot. Yeah. Uh, and if you like all that stuff, like you know, we we have Patreons and all that stuff over there. So just go to Monster dot cool and check all that stuff out. And uh, so mm-hmm. the schedule for this show, we talked about the last episode. Uh, we're going to do a feedback episode in two weeks. Mm-hmm. So you'll have uh, you'll have some, you know, we actually already have the questions. We're about to record the feedback episode now. So if you're listening to this, go ahead and send in the questions. I'll save them for the next one. Yep. <laughs> but uh, we're going to do a feedback episode, and then after that, coverage of the Incredible Hulk 1990s animated series will start, which I'm pretty excited about. Uh, but it's turning out extremely hard to find. So yes, as of as of this recording, they're all available on online mm-hmm. for streaming. It is one of those things that is difficult to buy and easy to steal. Yes. Uh, you know, so right now we're stealing it. Uh, if it ever comes out in DVD or we see it, we will get it. Um, but yeah, uh, so if you want to watch along, you can do so in your browser. It just requires some Google. And uh, I'm excited as well. I don't know tons about that character. Like, I don't know if I have, I maybe have never read a straight up Incredible Hulk comic. That's just him. Yeah, I'm, uh, so. I, I'm, I don't think that I, cause I, I, I definitely, I must have at some point. Cause I, I think I have, I still have some Incredible Hulk stuff, but like that was definitely not my interest in the Marvel universe whatsoever. So, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, go do all of that stuff. Uh, tune in in two weeks for the feedback episode, and then we're going to start Incredible Hulk. And uh, yeah, we'll see you then. Yeah, absolutely.